Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. So uh, one of the things I really enjoy about your book is uh, just the premises that you unpack in very basic language. Um, sometimes you read a book and people are up in the clouds in, you know, ideologue land, like they're going back and forth with, I don't know who they're talking to, but I love the fact of how you, you unpack it and you just assume that the reader, and, and, and maybe it's because of what you said, because you're, you're giving a narrative and you're putting a story around it. Maybe that's what it is of being a great storyteller, but for me to be able to sit with my 11 year old son, who's always like, okay, dad, what, you know, and when I come to say, Hey, this is, what are you reading? And then I, you know, he usually regrets asking me what I'm reading, right. Cause it'll just glaze over. But when I, when I showed him some of the things, cause they ask a ton of questions, as you can imagine, especially once children start earning their own money um, from things that they do, cause we don't do um, allowance. My wife and I don't do that because we would rather them uh, you know, there's household management of, of common chores that are things that we all do. It's just part of living in a household. And then yep. there are, if you want to do extra things, uh, hey, mom, can I wax your car? Can I, you know, clean your car out, vacuum it out, and then negotiate upon a price. We want them to develop that mindset rather than, you know, getting a job for and being paid. So anyway, with that being said, as they start to earn their own money and they go on Amazon and Amazon sure gets a lot of their money because they've already scoped out some new Lego set or toys and whatnot. They right. ask, start asking a ton of questions about money and what it does and what it is. And so I enjoy how you unpack that. Can you, uh, one of the things that you really hit on is an overarching theme of the generational differences in understanding of economics and finance. Um, can you break that down a little bit? Can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would first start with uh, what is money a bit. And um, yes, let's go really, it, it's, it's it, you know, from, from Adam Smith and from the beginning of uh, economics, money is just the idea of being able to store value for a, a later date, right? Um, and it has to also serve a, a function, right? If we were still in the barter system, we would have a, a problem. It's called the double coincidence of want, which means if I have two cows and I want two chickens, I without money, I would have to go find somebody who has chickens and wants cows. The same thing. <laughs> You're really screwed. I mean, it takes forever for that to happen. So there needs to be something in the middle that that's that has value and that can be a unit of account that just happens through the free market and determines a price. It can't be, it can't be given down a, a price or value. That's where you know, fiat currency and where unsound money principles really come from. The, the value has to be set in the free market. And so um, first we really need money to, to create an economy and to be able to transact. And when we can transact more, we can start to uh, continuously improve. And that happens through scalability. Once you become more specialized in certain tasks, you can make more for that and more and more people get specialized and they get better and better in that. And so things uh, can become cheaper, people can make, make more money uh, and the economy will grow. 
And so money really is at the base of, of that uh, possibility. And that's really the function of money. Anything else um, is taking away from really the function of money. So the storage of value in a medium of exchange that provides almost a buffer between uh, and, you know, it mitigates the, the double coincidence of wants that people want the same thing at the same time. And they have to find a person with the exact same wants at this and with the exact same item to exchange. And it's, you know, it's a mess. The bartering system in that means is, is a mess. So it's to store value because it's interesting that it's not almost how we treat money currently, um, which we'll yeah. get into. It's a store of value, a medium of exchange, and then a unit of account so that you know, the free market determines how many cows you can buy with you know, X currency. And, and so um, that is based on a free market. So yeah, those three things really are the function of money. So <laughs> that's interesting. So then now unpack a little bit about some of the term and terminologies that are used around us consistently and just the generational difference in the understanding of those. And you, you, un, you unlock several of those because, uh, you know, when we say boomers, that's, we're speaking of baby boomers. Um, there's a great book by, I think it's Neil Strauss, Generations, that really kind of outlines different um, cycles of the generations and kind of the different uh, priorities and values of each generation and kind of where things could be hit based upon the studies that they did. But can you speak about baby boomers? And we'll talk a little bit about the greatest generation. And, and then I'm, I'm generation X, I suppose, and my wife is Y, so. Yeah, well, so there's a couple things. One thing that we have to really understand is that many of us, let's say in generation X, learned about money from the baby boomers. And when the baby boomers learned about money, we had sound money. Okay, we had sound money then. So the idea of saving and the construct of business and what a loan was, that all meant something completely different than what it means now. So after 1971, uh, when we went off the gold standard, we ended up with fiat currency, which is unsound money. And when you get unsound money uh, or credit money, uh, definitions change, right? Um, for one thing, with commodity money, money is an asset, you know? Um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a commodity, it a, has value. When you go to a fiat currency, you're going to a credit system. And so an, a, a dollar bill is actually a liability. It's a, a, a note, an IOU from a bank. And so everything gets ultimately settled at the Fed, right? Because they give credit to commercial banks, commercial banks give credit and how you create- Federal, Federal Reserve when you say the Fed, Federal Reserve. Yeah, the Federal yeah. Reserve. So literally how you create money is through loans. So when you get loans, a car loan or a house loan or any type of loan like that, money is getting created. And what happens when those uh, get paid back or get defaulted, money contracts. And so that's, that, those can be those deflationary events. And so money just operates very differently when it's sound money versus when it's unsound money. 
And so when you say sound money, can you speak to that? What is sound, sound money versus unsound? Sound money is commodity money that ha a price has been determined by the free market. So we've used seashells before. We've used, you know, primarily metals uh, and primarily gold for, you know, millennia. It's ultimately kind of come down to gold and silver. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. But, um, but mo it's really that there's a commodity. I mean, you know, something of value and the value has been set in the free market. Um, there really also needs to be a, a cost of production. Like it can't be free to create new money. Like if it's free, then it's gonna cost, if it's gonna cause problems. So that's sound money, you know, commodity money. The other type of money, credit money or fiat currency is unsound money. There is no cost of production. A central bank issues it and manages it. And uh, it ultimately is a political entity. And unfortunately, if it's political, at some point, any human is going to try to get something for nothing. And then that happens. And it's happened Not in America. Over Not and over and over. It's happened, you know, at least seven times, eight times in the last 2000 years. We've, we've done this many times thinking that we can get something for nothing. And then that ends up leading to disaster. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.